the creativity aspect comes from working with the seller to figure out what it is that they need and what it is that works best for them. And then trying to figure out a way to, to move all the puzzle pieces together to create a solution that actually works best for them. So, you know, if somebody is selling a house and they don't necessarily need all of the cash up front, a lot of times I give people options. So it's like, if you want me to close in two weeks and pay all cash, this is what I can do. And I'll go through numbers with them, you know, because if I'm going to flip the property, I'm going to have 6% in realtor costs, 4% negotiation, 2% closing costs. I'm going to have holding costs, lender fees, you know, all these different things. And then my construction costs, and then I get my break even number. And then from there, then I've got to have my profit that I make on top of that. And so I'll, I'll write all that out in front of the seller so they can see exactly what my numbers are uh, and go, okay, so if you want me to just buy all cash up front, like in closing two weeks, this is where I'm going to be at. And most of the time you can see on their, their face just kind of falls and they're like, Oh, like that's really low. That's not what I was hoping for. And I'm like, I get that. Like, that's totally fine. I can probably get you more than this number. If we do it another way, is that something you're interested in? Mike check. I'm good. Mike check. Mike check. You can read about success all day long, but if you don't put in the work, the mindset, execution, and the hustle behind your vision, it just remains a dream. When everything goes wrong, you have to take all the responsibility. We uncover what high-level entrepreneurs, business owners do to rise up from hustling daily. So do what you feel passionate about. Take chances. The world becomes your library to help you become better at your craft. Join me as I share with you actionable tips to help you grow your business, learn skills, and help you level up in your self-development journey. Your number one spot for business and personal growth growth is the online hustlers podcast with your host esteban andrade every day I'm hustling. you started doing this smarter work creating systems around the lead generation processes that you have right now and you hired based on basically commissions you basically hired based on invest investment that they also have to put so your team is basically, if you don't work uh, and if you don't, if I don't make money, you're also not going to make money. So therefore, we're both in this heavily invested, right? Yeah, absolutely. So you have to shift that hustle mentality Yeah, that I have to do everything myself. All right. So yes, what that's that's super key. Uh, the the and I'm and I'm that way. And I know I'm I have a feeling from our conversations that you are too, that that it's one of those like this is this is my thing. I'm gonna just you know bury myself in it until I figure it all out. And I'm gonna figure out a way to make this work no matter what. Um, but then along that process, you've got to be able to to figure out, okay, what what can I take off my plate and leverage, like you said, other people's time and expertise? I think expertise even being more important than the time aspect of it, because, you know, if somebody is really good, I think there's, there's some story about the guy who, uh, uh, went to go fix like this cruise ship, like the engine on the cruise ship was messed up. And so the guy kind of came over and he like looked around, he took a hammer and he did like two taps on one little part of the engine, the engine started up, it's good to go. And they're like, all right, send us an invoice. And he sent him an invoice for $15,000. And they're like, $15,000? Like you walked in and tapped the hammer two times on this part of the engine. Like, why are you charging a 15 grand? And he's like, well, you're not paying me $15,000 for tapping the engine. You're paying me $15,000 for knowing where to tap on the engine. And that's the expertise aspect of it, you know, where he was an expert in his field. Um, you know, he was able to, to do that. And so that's what I'm trying to do is, is even in the people that, 
uh, partner with, um, it seems like a lot of times, like if I'm splitting 50, 50, uh, wholesale fees with some of these people, that's a big chunk of money sometimes, you know, it's like, and they may only have 15, 20 hours in the deal or whatever it is that they're doing. And they're making a 10,000, $15,000 wholesale fee. Um, but to me, I don't have cash buyers in that area. They have, they have the connections with the cash buyers. I don't know the area and the, the streets and know, uh, kind of the areas of town people want to be in and don't want to be in, but they do know that I'm just the one who came up with the lead and then I give it to them and allow their expertise to figure out how to monetize that lead. So, so I feel like, you know, in the end, you may actually be paying people a significant sum of money, but your risk is a lot lower because you don't pay them until you also get paid, you know, which, which I feel like is, is key. Cause then it kind of takes a little bit of the, uh, the pressure off of like, I got to make money cause I got to be able to pay my employees payroll. <laughs> You know, it's the, they make money when I make money. Another key to success, like DJ Khaled says, another one. That that <laughs> one is that one is absolutely key. And uh, and as a matter of fact, I think you were telling me about a potential opportunity that is out there that it could be pretty big, and you could not have done it without someone in boots on the grounds. Um, uh, of course, we don't want to jinx it because it's still not <laughs> locked up. But it's, you, it's not locked up really good, you, you have a very good feeling about it. Uh, and but just tell us about how, what, what, what was this? What was this opportunity coming from? And and what is this opportunity all about? Because it's pretty huge. It's it's, it's about full mo mobile park. Yeah, so so we uh, hopefully have a verbal agreement, hopefully getting it signed today on a uh, 40, 40 acres uh, mobile home park. Uh, is that, It's only got eight mobile homes on it currently, uh, but there's a lot of room to expand. That actually came from uh, from one of the Facebook ads that uh, that you, Hessel Media did for me. That um, it, it's it was an interesting deal that is not a uh, not something that I've ever dealt with before. I've never bought a mobile home park, uh, but it's uh, through uh, partnering with a, a local guy here, my, my mentor, actually, I brought it to him and we've been working on it together and uh, we're hoping to get that one locked up here today and then uh, be able to uh, close on that in about 45 days. So I'm pretty pumped about that one. I think it's going to be a good deal. Uh, the, uh, the seller uh, is going to uh, owner finance it to us. So that way we don't have to come out a lot of money up front, which is always ideal. Uh, and then my, my partner is going to use his, uh, his expertise uh, in doing uh, creative deals and that sort of thing to, to help us figure out how to monetize it the best. One of the things that I've noticed, man, that is going to help a lot of the audience uh, that is listening to this is you, you're pretty agile in the industry, in the sales process. You, you just don't go for the cash offer, global offer, and and then next one. You you've been able to really 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 be agile, and you uh, I'm pretty sure you understand the importance of that. But let's talk about like why are you not just focusing on cash offers, and why you see there's opportunities with others. Uh, yeah, that's a great point. So I'm I'm really trying to focus on building or, or gaining as many tools in my tool belt as possible. And that being able to take uh, a deal or a lead that most investors would just see one or maybe two possibilities on, you know, all cash offer or maybe like sub two or something. And then I'm trying to figure out how can I basically gain enough knowledge and have a lot of tools in my tool belt that I can get really creative with these deals and figure out ways to to make it work. And a lot of that comes from not just what works best for me, the creativity aspect comes from 
working with the seller to figure out what it is that they need and what it is that works best for them. And then trying to figure out a way to, to move all the puzzle pieces together to create a solution that actually works best for them. So, you know, if somebody is selling a house and they don't necessarily need all of the cash up front, a lot of times they give people options. So it's like, if you want me to close in two weeks and pay all cash, this is what I can do. And I'll go through numbers with them, you know, because if I'm going to flip the property, I'm going to have 6% in realtor costs, 4% negotiation, 2% closing costs. I'm going to have holding costs, lender fees, you know, all these different things. And then my construction costs, and then I get my break even number. And then from there, then I've got to have my profit that I make on top of that. And so I'll, I'll write all that out in front of the seller so they can see exactly what my numbers are uh, and go, okay, so if you want me to just buy all cash up front, like in closing two weeks, this is where I'm going to be at. And most of the time you can see on their, their face just kind of falls and they're like, Oh, like that's really low. That's not what I was hoping for. And I'm like, I get that. Like, that's totally fine. I can probably get you more than this number. If we do it another way, is that something you're interested in? And then at that point they say, if they say yes, then you ask them, okay, what is it that you're planning on doing with the cash that you make from this property? What What's your plans? And they're like, well, I was going to take $20,000 and buy a, a RV because we wanted to go travel the country for a little bit. Okay. So really what you're saying is you need 20 grand now for that. What do you have any other bills? Like, what are you trying to, so you try to figure out how much money they actually need right now. And then is there a mortgage? Is there not? If there's a mortgage, then you can talk about possibly sub two. If there's not, then you can talk about kind of some now, some later owner financing. Like, okay, so if you can need, if you only need 20 grand now, if I can give you the overall price that you wanted, I can do that if we spread it out over a number of years. Is that something you'd be interested in? You know, and so that way the the seller feels like you're trying to really work with them to give them what they need, but they understand that you can't just give them their asking price all cash because they see in front of them on paper, the numbers don't work, you know, and because they can't argue with the numbers when you're, when you're showing them, this is what I can sell it for. These are all the costs I'm going to have. Here's my break. Even I've got to make a profit. Here's what I can offer. And, you know, I've had even people that like are really don't like that number and aren't interested in any of my creative financing deals, but they're not mad at me because they understand. They're like, I get it. Your numbers make sense. That's just too low. I can't do that. And then we part ways and it's fine and it's cordial. And, you know, I'm not getting cussed out for lowballing them, you know, because they understand where my numbers are coming from. I absolutely love how you're crushing those uh, type of options and and handling handling the sellers that actually don't understand that there is much more to do with whenever they have a situation. And hey, man, I think you should be part of those sales calls that we're having on a Thursday at 5.30 p.m. on a weekly basis. It may stay at that time, but like, I think you should be like, one of the sub coaches there, like you should. <laughs> hey man, I'd, I'd love to. It sounds like you have the the flow and the, and the, and and the expertise to be able to actually chime in with other members that are maybe struggle into into getting in the mindset of that there is people that truly need help, and instead of putting just a hat, the sales hat on all the time, you actually take the sales hat and put the consultant hat on, which is a little bit of a different approach um, where you're actually, regardless whether it's a good fit or not, you're actually wanting to always find this best type of solution for the seller. And so you're marketing as, as a problem solver and marketing yourself as someone that really people want to do business with. 
Uh, and, and right now you mentioned sub to, you mentioned seller finance, you mentioned all these creative things. Um, there is a, one of, one of my coaches that I'm part of mastermind is the sub two uh, mastermind and sub two mentorship. If, if you ever are interested in learning about other ways to actually monetize properties from those that leads that you're wholesaling or you don't know how, what to do, uh, you can shout out at me, contact me. I'll connect you with our, uh, our, our mentor, uh, his name is Space Morby, and I'll, I'll be able to hook you up with a good deal. Um, at the same time, if you're actually looking to uh, generate inbound motivated sellers, just like uh, Eric Wright is currently doing, and maybe uh, start doing it in different virtual markets, you don't have to like always pull a list of only one market and just stay there without flexibility. Uh, Google and Facebook ads. It's going to be huge for you. Um, so Eric, Eric Reich here is, uh, is someone that is doing it, doing this extremely well. I'm always uh, on top of his stuff. Want to be able to uh, over deliver with him and, and be able to know exactly what's what's going on in his business, so that we can take it to other levels and help him, uh, even even if it is other marketing channels in any way. So I absolutely love Eric and. Uh, this episode has been great, man. But if you were to actually tell your listeners, okay, that are not even aware how big the uh, uh, the the online world is in real estate investing, even right now with the new changes that are in cold calling and SMS uh, to market yourself to convert deals, uh, what would you tell those people that? Um, you know, that have no idea about this and how to eventually become a smarter hustler. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, I think the leveraging other people's expertise is key. So whether that is um, like for me, like I knew that SEO is important, but I also knew that if I just hired a company that was doing the same SEO stuff for however many other thousand real estate investors that I would not really be differentiating myself, uh, you know, uh, the big national companies that say they can do SEO, but they're doing the exact same for you that they are doing for all your other competitors. Um, you know, so I found somebody who can teach me how to do it. So that way I could do it on my own and, and make it really good. Um, same thing with, with you guys, with Hessel Media, uh, with the Facebook ads, you know, it's finding people who can, like, I didn't want to learn how to do Facebook ads to cre create the content and run the ads and all that kind of stuff. So that's a whole nother thing that I would have had to learn. And instead, you know, to, to leverage you guys and your expertise to do that, um, you know, and, and you guys providing the kind of exclusivity where there's only one or two, I guess, customers you guys have in each market and that sort of thing. Um, that way it is keeping it where it's not like y'all are running the same ads for 50 different people all in the same market, you know, so that, that works really well. Um, so I think the leveraging other people's expertise, but then also like as you're as you're getting started, you've got to figure out number one how much how much time and energy do you actually have to put into growing your business? You know, if you work a job where you already make really great money, and um, you know maybe spending twenty hours a week of your spare time learning how to do SEO may not be the best use of your time when you could just maybe increase the amount of money you're making at your W2 job already, and then just network with wholesalers and stuff, people in your area to buy deals from rather than being the one who has the deal. Uh, it all kind of depends on your circumstance and your situation, wherever you're at, you know, somebody like me, um, I don't have 
any W-2, much less a high paying W-2 job. So, um, you know, that my my approach was then to, to be the one with the deals. Uh, so then I can try to find the other people uh, to, to partner with and JV deals with and that sort of thing, because uh, you'll, you'll be amazed at how popular you become, even if you're the new kid on the block, if you're the one with all the leads. Because uh, people are always wanting juicy leads for for new deals and to partner with people who are getting good deals. So, um, so yeah, that would that would be my advice: is figure out the the time and the energy that you have to put towards whatever it is you're trying to do, and then figure out how you can become an expert or set yourself apart in one particular area. And that when you do that and you, you set, you kind of rise to the top, then you'll have other people who want to partner with you and want to do stuff with you because you're the best of the best in that one area, whatever that is.